Yo, yo, here we go again. At least this episode isn't just mum rambling on. This is episode nine with Kirsten Morrison. Love it, live it. Bye. Welcome, 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 you beautiful creatures, to another episode of Rebel Unique with your hostess, with the mostess, yours truly, Ingrid Leckie. Today, we are speaking to a beautiful soul sister of mine, a beautiful woman, a beautiful human. She's just an all-round epic being, and we're going to go into all things confidence, all things self-worth, all things jumping with a leap of faith and taking action in your life and not waiting for when. So, without further ado, Kirsten Morrison, come on down. Hello, my beautiful Kirst. How are you, my darling? Hello, I'm amazing. Thank you for having me on the Ingrid Leckie podcast. <laughs> okay, guys, that was a personal joke because she yeah. just did that pre-call and I was like, please do that. Yeah. You just did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. got to have the, like special effects and professionalism. Yeah. <laughs> we are done. Is there any need to say anything else after that? No, we're done now. Yeah. Mic drop. Okay. <laughs> My sweetheart, you are the queen of confidence, teaching confidence, embodying confidence. It's your, it's your thing. And that's what we're going to jam on today, going into confidence and self-worth and how to utilize that when it comes to making choices and jumping and free-falling and trusting that we're going to land. Yes, beautiful. I'm excited. So let's get into it. Let's speak into the confidence factor. What is confidence? To you, my sweetheart, how would you define it? Well, I actually like was going to go there anyway, so I'm glad you asked that. But I, I truly would love to start this conversation by saying that confidence is what you define it to be. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, when even you introduced me as like, you know, the queen of confidence, like some people probably imagined me as like a really loud, outgoing, like out the front, like, you know, full of beans, like star of the show type thing, because I think that's our natural association with the word confidence. But confidence to me is just the outward result of the inner work that we do. And however that comes out Mm. is based on the authentic expression that we have of ourselves. So my, my, you know, flavor of confidence is very different to your flavor of confidence. And I think that there isn't really a paint by numbers definition of what confidence is. It's whatever that looks like for you and feels like for you. It's that sort of like really deep inner belief and knowing that you can do anything, be anything. And however that is expressed, I think comes out differently and it can probably, you know, evolve and grow and look differently as we grow into more into who we want to be anyway. But I think it's just really such a personal definition. I think that if anyone is looking to develop more confidence or step into more confidence, the first step is really just deciding what confidence means to you. Oh, I love that. I love the the flavor. Everyone has their own flavor of confidence. Write that down. Someone write that down. Mm. That was awesome. I love that. <laughs> it's like it's like anything, isn't it? The word success, the word freedom. It's how it how it applies to to you and how you want to define it. Like you said, I love that. That's so yeah, cool. totally. And like you know, confidence to me is also like the other day. 
um, at an event. I like, you know, was sitting up the front and there was lights on and, you know, I was speaking on, you know, on the stool up the front. And then I was like, oh shit, I forgot to shave my legs. And I was like, oh, well, never mind. I'm like, you know, that's exciting for the people in the front row. And like, you know, at the, at the end, like I took my shoes off straight away. Cause I was just like, oh, I can't deal with these heels anymore. And I was like wandering around, like saying like, hello to everyone at the end, like without shoes. And like my friend Bay, like jokingly said, oh, now we're getting the real Kirsten Morrison experience. Like sometimes even just little things like that is confidence. Cause it's like, I don't actually like, I love and believe in myself so much that I don't need to it to look like anyone else's. Like I'm happy to cruise around at the end of the night with no shoes on, like, you know, greeting people. Whereas for other people that would just be like a hell no for them. Cause yeah. that was just like yeah. not in their wheelhouse. But for me, I think that's kind of like, there's so many little like micro nuances of confidence that it just comes down to, I think being willing to be yourself in any given environment and I think for me like I'm the same here as I would be at my corporate job like um you know or the same as I would be you know at the grocery store like I'm constantly like dancing down the aisles and embarrassing my partner or like you know wandering around <laughs> shoeless at an event like it's just like what you see is what you get and I think that is the outward result of the inner work I've done to develop my own brand of confidence my own brand I love that because you are you are your brand no matter whether you're in business or not you are your brand so um i think it's it's the confidence just to be yourself whatever that looks like like real yeah. um listen to my children vacuuming in the background can you hear that <laughs> i can't hear it so that's fine <laughs> <laughs> don't vacuum upstairs while i'm podcasting boys okay mom yeah, <laughs> yeah. meanwhile there's just like a pedestal fan like hey, in the background on my end because <laughs> it is hot here today people it is hot as fuck in both our locations today yeah <laughs> Ooh, just know there are sweaty bum cracks as we speak, guys. Yeah, and I am recording this in a bra. So, oh. <laughs> it's a shame for all of you. It's only an audio. <laughs> You're really missing out, guys. You're really, yeah. really. Um, I was reflecting back when I was thinking about talking to you today about confidence and what confidence meant to me in high school versus what it mm. means now, and it was something that you couldn't have. Because if you were confident, like you were saying before, it, that version of, you know, me calling you the queen of confidence can be seen a certain way. In mm. high school, if you were confident, it was up yourself. Mm. Like she's, oh, she's up herself because you would step forward or you would take the lead or you would um, be outspoken. It was viewed as being up, up ourselves. Um, so mm. I, feel, I feel like that sort of, it can taint confidence for a lot of women. It can yes. come across to, I don't want to be that person and, and look like I'm full of myself. And, and that's, it's totally not what it is. It's totally not what mm. it is. So what do you think, what do you think also influence of, influences a lack of confidence? What things do you think come in that influences lack for so many beautiful women and humans? Oh my God. So many things, such a loaded question, but, you know, speaking into firstly, what you said about, I guess, being seen as in your ego when you're confident I think that particularly as you know you and I are both you know recording this from Australia that's such a huge theme in our culture is that tall poppy syndrome and not Absolutely. wanting to outshine anybody and you know um you know we were talking before we jumped um, on record about how um you know my time my three months that I had in in America and living in LA was so pivotal to me and one of the reasons it was so pivotal is because people were just so unashamedly outspoken about their success and it was just so refreshing to yeah, be wow. in a culture that just celebrated achievement like and it was like if you're not achieving like what are you doing like everyone was just like and you know it was never like even like little things like you know if someone had a really amazing car it was never like oh that 
fucking dickhead. Like it was like, oh wow, that's a fucking sick car. You know, like it was just so, like so many different things, like on yeah. so many, like so many layers of celebrating success there as opposed to the way that we do here. And I think that's probably one thing that feeds into a lack of confidence is the fear of being seen and and the fear of shining and what that will mean and I think that sometimes a part of that is also a fear of success you know I think a lot of us think that we have a fear of failure but we actually have a fear of success and I think that that is quite evident in the lack of action um, that you know is so often tied to a lower um, self-confidence because um, if we are able to like step into that success what does that mean for us and what is that going to mean that we're going to have to do and who's going to see us and who might potentially yeah. judge us I think that you know comparison feeds into a lack of confidence like a fear of judgment a fear of failure like you know fear of like not getting it right getting it perfect and you know this actually came up in conversation earlier today was that um, when you are trying to get it right, which I think is a lot of the times why we have a lack of self-confidence is because we're trying to get it right. If you're trying to get it right, you're doing it for somebody else. And I think that when you are looking at trying to get it right to do it for someone else, then that is not actually true authentic confidence. You're still looking for that external validation or that external approval. And if you get it, you might feel confident briefly, but that's situational confidence. It's not authentic confidence. It's not core confidence, which is what I teach. But if you are just doing it to do your best for you, like that is real, genuine, authentic core confidence because you become more obsessed with the growth that you're going to have regardless of the outcome yeah. rather than getting it right to look good for other people. Yeah. And I think that we are such a society of being trapped into getting it right and looking good for other people because, you know, social media, hello. Oh, um, you know, and it's just like our whole feed is filled with people saying they've got it right and they're, you know, <laughs> getting, you know, like validation from that. So I think that um, stepping away from that and just really being willing to um, celebrate and acknowledge how far you've come, what you've already achieved, um, celebrating yourself in taking those action steps and like being comfortable with getting, not getting it right, being a little bit messy mm -hmm. and knowing that that's what actually builds that value and belief that you have in yourself. It's a confidence in knowing too that for me, <clears throat> there's no such thing as failure unless you quit. It's a confidence yes. in knowing that, um, I think it's Muhammad Ali said, you either win or you learn. Yep. It's either, 100%. yeah, it's not that whole pass or fail because that's what we're taught in school, pass or fail. We're taught yeah. it's either, like you said, getting it right. We've got to get it right to get approval, to feel like we're enough rather than just going in balls deep and just doing it our own way and making it look however. Because the thing is, even if we get it right and do it according to other people's standards, it's still not going to be enough. There's still going to be backlash. There's still going yeah. to be opinions. There's still going to be stuff that's going to erode our confidence because we didn't do it for ourselves in, in the first place. And I want to just exactly. loop back around to what you said about um, <clears throat> not, not celebrating ourselves and the whole tall poppy syndrome in mm. Australia. I had this really interesting conversation yesterday, actually, in one of um, a group coaching call that I was um, supporting. And one of the girls said she was, you know, she was on having an amazing week and everything was just in flow and, but she didn't really want to 
celebrate it in front of her partner because um, he was on a he was in a he was on a low and it, he didn't. Mm. So she sort of kept it to herself and dulled herself down. Um, and it's just that reminder, like you don't dull your motherfucking sparkle for anybody. You don't have to dull that down, and you no. get get to celebrate and own with confidence all of the things, no matter what it is, no matter who it is you're showing up to and how they react is not, is not on you. And I think when you are coming from that place of genuine confidence, that's just about who you be, like the growth that you're having. I think that that comes across in a context in a way that's um, not potentially the the way that we've always seen confidence which potentially is ego and I think that they're two such different things I think for me that inner confidence that just kind of shines through in the way that you are as a person Mm -hmm. um, actually is such a beautiful permission slip for other people to step into their light as well I think that um, but so often what we end up seeing because that sometimes is the loudest is sometimes the Mm -hmm. confidence that comes from ego and I think that sometimes people are like oh shit well I don't want to be in my ego so therefore I'll just play it small yes it's for me honey yeah that's bang on the money for me it's confidence is humble Confidence is, yeah. is humble. It's not, if you've got someone, look at me, look at me, look at me. Um, that's not confidence. And it's, that's my belief. Other people might have their own beliefs. My belief is that's not confidence. That's insecurity. And like you said, coming from, from ego, confidence doesn't need external validation. Confidence is, yes. is just how you show up. And anybody who comes into your space and is like, whoa, or comes into your space and is like, boo, doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, you yeah. become unwavering in the center of, yeah. of all that. Totally. And I was thinking about this the other day, actually, because so, uh, you know, I see so much of people sharing so much about their life and every single movement that they do online. And, um, you know, I've obviously been recommended by so many different people to show more of my life. Um, and so much of my life never makes it to social media and so much like never never hits an insta story and i'm you know i often like joke now that even with events like unless i have someone else there recording it like nothing would ever get documented even at like those places and someone commented on my post the other day because i was like oh i didn't get a single photo again from this thing but um you know and someone said um oh well that to me tells me that you're there for the right reason like that you know it's not necessarily like about doing it for the gram, you know, and I think that that's again like what you said about like humility or like being humble is it's like I don't necessarily like need to be in the room documenting every moment so that other people know how awesome it was. Like my focus is on actually the people that have invested to be in the room with me have the best experience and the best of me, um, not not the version of me that's trying to take selfies and film everything and you know it's a delicate balance again because you know you do also then need to share that experience outwardly so that other people you know know that there's something amazing that they can come to too so it's a delicate balance but I think that's where like if you just get someone else to (laughs) record it for me I like then can just focus on where I'm at and like being present yep because it's such a distraction it is such a distraction and having to bring yourself back to what you were speaking about or how you were holding space or what you were facilitating after taking a selfie or a group photo <laughs> or a little video yeah. or whatever it is. It's yeah, it's, it's, and that's not why you're there. You're not holding yeah. that to get the, like you said, to get on the gram. I love that. Yeah. That's so, that's yeah. so cool. 
Um, thankfully, like beautiful kind souls take their own experience and I can just share them <laughs> to my story. So I'm yeah, like, oh, yay, thank God someone else got footage. <laughs> tag me, please tag me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you say to the people who, because um, I hear this a lot too, I'm just waiting for more confidence. I just need more confidence oh. until I do the thing. I just, I'm yeah. not confident enough yet to, to, to choose this, to jump, to face my fears, whatever. Yeah. So that is the biggest myth about confidence. I reckon and I did a free masterclass at, um, a couple of months ago and that was, I de debunked some myths around confidence and that was one of them. Um, confidence only comes from doing the thing and taking action. Like it, it's not the other way around. It's not a chicken or egg situation. It's the fact that you build confidence by taking the action and getting in the game. And to me that there are really three key areas that build that genuine core confidence. And I think that the first one, which is um, the belief you have in your competency. And I think that that's probably the biggest barrier that people face that first one, they just hit straight up against that. And I think that's where the, I'm not confident enough yet. I'm not enough yet. I don't know enough yet stories come into play because when we are stepping outside of our comfort zone or we're stepping into something new, we don't have necessarily the belief in our competence because we haven't gained the skill. We don't know the knowledge we've, you know, might be very new and all of those sort of things. But, um, you know, that's where I guess like developing like, yes, dedicating some time to developing that skill, but also being an actionable learner. So taking what you are learning and actually implementing it in real time and not getting stuck in that education consumption loop, which can be the most beautiful procrastination tool because if you yes. need to do another course or you need to wait for a little more confidence then you don't actually have to do the thing but it's never gonna not feel like as scary as it does in that moment so taking the action actually like helps eliminate the fear um, and builds the evidence of what's possible mm. for yourself Yep. And I think the second key that feeds into that is like when we don't have the belief in our competence, what we can rely on is our belief in our ability to figure shit out. And we have, whether we want to acknowledge it or not, an entire lifetime of proof of being able to figure it out, like walking, learning to read, <laughs> writing, like yeah. getting a job, writing a resume, paying taxes, going to school, like making friends, like all of these things that were completely foreign to us at one point are now second nature because we've done them so many times. We have the proof and the like the belief in our competence in those areas because they've they're so that we've done them so much. We've mastered them like walking mastered tick. Um, we didn't fall down and bang our head on a coffee table as a baby and think, well, fuck, I've failed. I'm not trying to. Through this like, game, yeah. <laughs> yeah, through walking, can't do it, sorry, tried. Um, yeah. You know, and I think that we forget that we have so much evidence of what is already possible for us and all of the amazing ways that we have already figured it out and to just know that even though this is new and scary and we haven't tried it yet, we will figure it out. You always mm -hmm figure it out like you have a 100 if you're listening to this you have a 100 percent success rate of figuring everything out up until this moment and you will continue to do so and the third key is your belief in your value and how you 
bolster the belief that you have in your value is being willing to acknowledge your strengths. If you aren't sure what your strengths are, asking three to five people that you respect that are close to in your life, what they believe are your greatest qualities. And you will notice a theme, like you will notice a theme that become your superpowers because sometimes we aren't willing to acknowledge our strengths because they're so ingrained in us that we don't even recognize them as a strength or amazing quality. And then writing down like all of the amazing wins and achievements that you've already have had in your life that make you valuable. And also the challenges that you've overcome and the gifts that those challenges have given you. Like, you know, for example, like my dad being, you know, so severely ill for so many years gave me an enormous amount of empathy, which is a great tool to have as a coach. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's amazing challenges that you have faced in your life that aren't a roadblock and they um, don't necessarily have to mean anything about you they can be a beautiful gift and a guidance post towards what you are here to do and i think like combining your strengths with your wins the challenges you've overcome what that have gifted you taking that taking the belief that you have in your ability to figure it out taking the fact that you have you know developed so many skills and competence along the way and taking all of that and bundling it up and taking action in your life because like we just touched on at the start of this that is how confidence is formed it's through taking action like you can only learn analyze and figure so much out from the sidelines before you actually have to get in the game and play and you're going to learn 10 times more and 10 times quicker yep. about how to play when you're in the arena yep. and every time you step in and take action like the gap between the dream and the doubt gets quick like gets shorter and you can just like even though fear and doubt are always going to be present because every time you level up you're going to have the fear show up and yeah. then just choose and committing to that belief that you will figure it out, like choosing that mindset and then taking the action, building the competence, growing in confidence, leveling up, <laughs> feeling the fear, yep. <laughs> going yep. back to like choosing the mindset again. Like, yep. you know, that's going to keep showing up every time we step out of our comfort zone and try yeah. something new. So it's not eradicating fear or eliminating self-doubt completely. It's about putting those two in the back seat and taking the steering wheel and the driving, like taking control of your life and your choices and powering forward into the direction that you want to go. It's a rinse, lather and repeat really, isn't it? Yes, always. Yeah. <laughs> but it does get quicker. And, you know, like yeah, when I think about, you know, back in, you know, when I was really riddled with, I would say debilitating self-doubt, like to unwire that, like I had 32 years of evidence of, in my mind of why I wasn't enough and why I couldn't do anything and why I wasn't smart enough and skilled enough and all of these things. And, you know, I, I had never acknowledged a single strength I had up until the age of 32. So to rewire that, it's not something that happens overnight. It's not something that's a quick fix. And I think that we get to be really kind and patient to ourselves on this journey and keep committing to choosing to create what I like to call a portfolio of proof. Like we've got, yes, this filing cabinet over to the side here of like what our brain deems to be evidence of the contrary. But when we actually dig a little bit deeper, we'll see that there's so much evidence already there to why we can, but also then like taking the action to build up your portfolio of proof and like the evidence of why you can. Because every time you take a little bit of action, it just reaffirms, oh, I can do that. And it definitely is never as scary once it's done. <laughs> Yes, I know. We build this big crazy story up in our heads, don't we? And our ego, mm -hmm. into it. you're going to die. Don't do yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Like sitting on the edge of a plane before you jump and just thinking like, oh shit, what have I done? Like, what if, what if, what if? And there's so many what ifs that 
pop up when we're taking these leaps that yep. never eventuate. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. It's always, it's always the scariest just before you jump. Yep. Yes. I'm just, I'm just, I'm seriously sitting here, like just going, wow, just listening to you talk. I've got my hand, my chin on my <laughs> little kid just going, tell me more, grandpa. What's the next story? That's amazing. <laughs> this is beautiful, honey. Thank you yeah. so much. Love it. Oh, thank you. So courage first. Courage first, guys, is the first step. Courage comes before confidence. Mm -hmm. Step two is, and mm -hmm. as I was listening to you, what came to mind was um, anytime we travel somewhere new and we're like, what happens if I miss the turn? What happens if this? I get lost. I know I've got my sat-nav or my, my maps or my whatever, but, you know, it's a new territory. I don't want to miss it. Oh, shit, I didn't listen to what Siri said and I missed the turn off. Yeah. <laughs> it's that whole... <laughs> <laughs> I overanalyzed the, the turn. It's that whole yeah. um, unknown until we take that trip a couple of times and then it's familiar. We know where to turn. We know where we're going. It's just taking it the first time yeah. with courage. And yeah. It's familiar. Yeah. And I think with like the what if scenarios that pop up, um, you know, something that I work through with my clients is like getting a piece of paper and splitting it down the middle and on one column writing what is the worst thing that could happen if you actually did the thing like what's the worst case scenario like actually write it down and face off with it because like for example like when I made the decision to leap from my corporate job into full-time business like that was like okay well I could possibly be homeless I might end up with no money like you know blah 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 and it's like okay cool so a is any of this true because no I would not end up homeless I have an amazing support system around me that would never let that happen so I can strike that off the what if that happened list yeah. and then it's like well what if um, you know, I ran out of money and it's like, cool. So what would I actually do if I ran out of money? Like I could literally be a dog walker. I could go and get another job. I could, you know, do temping. I could borrow walker. money. Like, you know, like I actually am like secretly thinking I might do dog walking just cause I was like, got really do. excited. When I put that, yes. when I put that down, I was like, Oh, that would actually wouldn't be bad anyway. <laughs> but you know, there's so many, yeah, there's so many things that like, yeah. You know, that we could do if our worst case happened. And again, we would figure it out. And like, even I had to chuckle to myself because I was like, when I moved back from London, I was literally negative $150 in my account. I had no job. I went, moved back in with my mom and I was like, well, fuck, I've actually like already survived my worst case scenario <laughs> technically. And it wasn't even that yeah. bad, like, yeah. because I had this beautiful experience that I had had. And I think that was something that I, you know, really leaned on when I took this leap was that all of the most amazing times in my life have happened as a result of taking a leap of faith. Yes. And so like in that other column, like on the other half of the page, writing down what is the best thing that could happen, like really allow yourself to go wild with possibility. Like there are so many amazing things that have already happened, like as a result of making that decision, but like what could possibly go right? Like allowing yourself to imagine like the what ifs that actually went right. And then like looking at the column of the what if, what could be the worst thing that happened? Like, are you willing to miss out on all of the amazing juicy magic things in the what could happen if it all went right column, as opposed to the like, what if potentially it all went wrong column? Like, are you willing to miss out on all of the best to avoid the worst that are probably 99% not actually going to happen and even if they did you would figure out a way to move through it anyway oh i am a practical and visual person and i fucking love that i'm totally going to do that from now on that's great it's so simple it's yes, so simple. Get, getting it out of our heads because the thing is for the most part and i've totally been guilty of this we stay in that 
so we've got our choice. We've got that thing that we want to jump into and have a leap of faith and make, like you said, leaving your corporate job to, to do your, your own business full time. But before we, before we actually jump, we sit in this fear, like you said, of worst case scenario and what if it doesn't work and what if I fail and what if I end back, you know, back at this job and blah, blah, blah. And then if we actually pause and go, wait, I'm actually already living that. I'm already, <laughs> I'm already living out my worst case scenario now. Yeah. Uh, so why don't I just jump? Yes. And do that anyway. So tell me in that jump and from your, your, your personal experience, mm. When we take that jump and it's unknown and we're free falling for a little bit, yep. how do you manage that? How does, oh com- my God. How does confidence like- support you? <laughs> oh my so God. I think it's always like, a, you know, when I made that decision, it was like at least three weeks of what the fuck have I done? I need to go and tell them I've made a mistake. <laughs> I, well, I, I, I actually messaged you not long after that, didn't I? I was like, hey, Kirst. How you going? Yeah. You're like, well, actually, yeah. breaks yeah. at the minute. <laughs> yes. And I think that yeah. that's okay. Like, you know, yeah. you, you can actually sit in that. And like, I think what actually helped me move through that, what the fuck have I done moment? Because you are going to have that. You're human being. You're like, yeah. lizard brain is going to be like, danger, danger. Like, what well, are you doing, you crazy <laughs> woman? Yeah, get back in your safe hole. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what, what really helped me again was like obviously, you know, relying on the evidence that every time I had taken those leaps that I was richly rewarded and, you know, that reminding myself that I was never on my deathbed going to talk about the, you know, 50-hour week I did in the job I hated. Yes. But I was going to talk about the time that I booked a one-way ticket to Portugal and forgot to book accommodation like and realized halfway there and then like you know it was going to be nighttime by the time I arrived and I was like what the fuck am I going to do (laughs) you know like but you know like I again I figured it out so um I think that like relying on the evidence of like how much we are rewarded when we do take those calculated risks in life but also just allowing yourself to feel all of the things because for me when I made that decision I tried to high vibe it, to be honest. Like I tried to bypass the like, I was like, no, 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 it's fine. It's going to be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Journaling, like meditation, dancing, like, oh my God, all the things. And like, you know, trying to like high vibe past it. And then actually just like that prolonged, that that is what created the three weeks as opposed to possibly a one week period where if I had have actually just been like, okay, fear, like, what are you here to teach me? Like, why are you present? And it wasn't until I had conversation with my partner that he he just said something offhand that just like completely triggered this like meltdown within me and he like wasn't didn't even mean anything by it he was just like having a conversation but because of the space I was in and probably what was already like at the tipping point for my mind um like it just all came flooding out and then once I had this like awareness that the fear that I had was actually like old stagnant energy in my body from a time when my parents' business had gone bankrupt and I had sworn to myself that I would never have a business for myself because I had seen the emotional and like, you know, turmoil and disaster that I had created for my family at the time, but also realizing that as a 16 year old girl, I actually hadn't allowed myself to process that because I didn't want to be a burden, an additional burden on what was already a horrific situation. And so I had buried it and just put the smile on my face. Like, it's fine. We're going to be fine. I'm fine. It's going to be fine. I got this. this. Yeah. And like, I think that it was actually like me processing that trauma. It was actually like quite like it was related to the, it brought it to the surface because 
that was the decision that I had made, which had like brought everything up. But if I had just tried to bypass it, like that decision probably would have felt a lot scary because as soon as I had processed the reason I was afraid out, then the excitement was able to have room to come in. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than hanging on to the, ah, or bypassing it. Yeah. 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 So just allowing yourself to feel the fear, like actually like acknowledge like where that's coming from, because guarantee it's probably linked to an experience that you've had as a young person. And we have like all of these beliefs and experiences that are alive in us based on things that have happened to us before. Maybe we had the tools and resources that we have available to us now. And yep. we're just responding and reacting off this isolated or potentially like repetitive incident that maybe isn't our truth anymore. It's in there. It's res it's residue and it's in there. No matter who we yeah. are in there from past. And that's why, you know, I started, you know, my path on doing breathwork facilitation because that is like supporting people to release these, you know, traumatic events from their body and like create so much room to allow the magic in. It's and it's um I was gonna say something, it's just flown away. What the hell was it? Damn it. Love when that happens. I know. <laughs> all the time <laughs> damn it it'll come back um oh that's what i was gonna say people say um i'm just speaking into your you know the whole leap of faith and just you know trusting even though it was scary and even though stuff pops up that's not planned and all the mm. things there's so many people like when we really think about it do we really want you know when we say this as humans and declare it so often i just want things to be easy do we yeah. like imagine if yeah. your whole life was laid out in front of you planned predictable just like you knew it was just pretty much a straight line maybe a couple little hiccups but nothing you know here or there is that what we really want as human beings because i i know that every single human being is part of the human experience we experience pain yeah in varying degrees and at some point in our life and i know for me from my past pains have been the most exponential learning and growth from those like without yeah. those i wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah. And it's, Absolutely. it's understanding that when we take that leap of faith and it is unpredictable and it is on some, it's unplanned and, and potentially painful, it's still going to be okay. Absolutely. And I think that like something I've noticed particularly a lot in the like personal development, spiritual community lately is like almost like an avoidance of the human experience. And it's like, well, my belief is we came here for a reason. So like, why not enjoy the whole fucking messy process because <laughs> we've obviously chosen to be here to experience all the things. Yes. So just allow yourself to be a human and have human experiences and be in the shit and the emotion and like move through it all. And like, you know, I saw someone posted, well, maybe it was even, I don't know if it was you, but it was like someone posted the other day that it was like, if you, if you could know how it all ended and like you knew exactly how your life would go, like, would you, would you want to know? And I was like, oh, like such a good question. But like, I don't believe I would. Like, no. you know, I think as much as I'm a certainty freak and I love things, yeah. <laughs> like I truly think that that's like, you know, the biggest gift of life is just not knowing and like, you know, moving, moving through it all and like being with everything that comes up. And like you said, like our challenges don't have to be our roadblocks. Like they can be and present so many beautiful gifts that we learn from, like they're, what gives us and shapes us into the person that is going to be the version that is able to hold all of the things that are in our future. And it's not an arrival point. It's a constant 
evolution, growing, fuck ups, mess, yep. joy, success. It's all the things. And, it, yeah, and it's, like you said, it's yeah. spiritually bypassing that and feeling like or believing that we're beyond our ego or beyond the human experiences. We're missing yeah. out. Yeah. I know. And there's no destination ever. Like it's an absolute illusion because it's it's like a mirage. As soon as you get to the goalpost, you'd be like, oh, wait, hang on a sec. It's another hundred meters away. Like, you know, we constantly, we're constantly moving it out on ourselves. So just actually like being willing to acknowledge, like whatever you think that destination is going to give you a feeling, emotion, like whatever, like acknowledging how you already have access to that right now. So if you think that the goalpost is going to give you happiness, or achievement or pride or joy or whatever like how do you already have that in your life now and how can you play in that every day so that when you do reach the goalpost briefly before it mirages out to another hundred meters like that that can then be like you know 10x joy rather than just like oh yeah tick done oh kind of happy but whatever on to the next you know so actually like being in the like love of the journey and who you're becoming and like knowing that again it's all about doing your best and like developing your being rather than like focused on like an outcome because like you know what my like I always say to my clients like when they're like oh god I've hit another layer or like well this it's like I, I thought I'd be over this by now I'm like nah I'm like there's always another layer I'm like yeah, just always that there is always going to be another layer like we're never going to get to a point where you know we're a buddhist monk on a hill like ah enlightenment we're done like <laughs> if we're living in this like physical plane there's always going to be another layer amen sister amen and i use the story to um to highlight what you're just saying i use this with my clients let's just say you want to be a millionaire and you're given a million dollars two million dollars whatever it is because you have this idea attached to what being a millionaire or having that money will bring but you can't spend it. It's just cash sitting around your house. It's, it's, a, it's the million dollars that you said you wanted. You said you wanted a million dollars. And then you realize mm. sitting around your house on shelves or in your bed or using it as toilet paper or whatever you want to do, it's not actually the money you want. It's the experiences that it brings. Yeah. And then from those experiences, you want to feel something. So mm. what, is it, what is it you want to feel? And like you said, you have access to that now. Yeah. You don't like you can still have the million dollars, but it's not being like, oh, thank God, this million dollars showed up. Now I'm happy. Now I'm safe. Yeah. I've got security. Now I've got <laughs> things. Nope. Yeah, they're all feelings and and experiences you can create now. Yeah, 100%. absolutely. Um, now, my darling, I just want to you've you've covered all the bases of anything that I had like is bullet pointed out. You've just like fucking nailed it all already. <laughs> But I just wanted to ask, because I know that we were going to also speak about self-worth and what I wanted to ask and hearing you speaking to confidence and then all the things and taking leaps of faith and, and trusting, what is the difference between confidence and self-worth? Because I know a lot of people speak about um, also having self-worth and what, what would you say the difference is between the two? Mm. So I think that they're sometimes a little bit tied, but I think self-worth would be a much deeper layer potentially than confidence. Like self-worth, I think, creates the confidence. So if you imagine like a little, you know, circle, like you've got your core, like the self-worth would be at the core and then the confidence would be the like the layer outside of that. Like mm-hmm. again, like the confidence, like I said, is the the outer result of the inner work that we do. And I think that that self-worth piece probably comes first. Like it's like about falling in love with yourself. And I think 
um, you know, that's something that I, you know, just witnessed with five amazing humans in my group program was like watching them fall in love with themselves and like build that self-worth. And I think, you know, we were just talking about all the challenges and things that can come in life. I think that we're constantly being presented opportunities where we can settle, which is affirming a lower self-worth or we can make the decision to leap or we can make the decision to take the action or do the thing, which is reaffirming our self-worth and our value in ourselves. Like I said, that third key to confidence is really that, you know, that self, the, the value that you place in yourself. And I think that knowing, having the belief that you have in your value comes from having that deep sense of self-worth and making decisions in your life that are going to raise and affirm the self-worth and the standards um, that someone that held themselves in high regard would would hold. Mm. So knowing I'm worthy to make this choice with confidence. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. What is what is one thing you would say for self worth? Like how to cultivate that? One thing. Mm. One thing. Ooh, I know. I know. You're like, oh damn it. There's like a million. I know. <laughs> um. <laughs> I think again, I think it just, like I said, comes back to the decisions that we make in our everyday life. And I think that, um, you know, like for example, like with the, with the leaving my job thing, like if I had have stayed in that job, like that would have been a decision that would have reaffirmed to myself, like, Oh, you're not worth the life that you want to create. Like, yeah. You're not so worth tell me about that. Did you, did you, sorry, I cut you off. Shush. I need to say something. No. <laughs> Um, did you actually have a conversation with yourself and say, am I worth, like, is my worth invested in this job or am I worthy of starting my own business? Like, was there a, absolutely. Yeah. There was a internal conversation. Yeah. And it was just like, what are you going to choose? Like, and you know, like I said, like I'm a firm believer as well that you can't lead people where you're not willing to go. And like, this is what I teach. And I, you know, I need, I get to be in the practice of that myself in my everyday life. And this was, you know, this is a job that I have had in my life for 10 years. So, um, you know, through all the changes, the turmoil, the figuring myself out, you know, um, my dad passing away, like so many things, this has been the one constant in my life. And it was a huge security blanket. Yeah. So very comfortable until it got super uncomfortable and I had to make that decision. And, um, you know, then it was like, okay, so this isn't actually working for me anymore. So what are my options? Okay, shit. (laughs) Okay. I think this is my option. Like, am I going to take this leap and affirm my worth and my belief in myself? Because someone who has high self-worth and high self-belief in themselves and high confidence would choose to believe that they would take the leap and be supported and take the leap and it would work out. Um, you know, so again, like it just, I think comes back to the decisions that we are faced with on an everyday basis. It's like, even could come down to like the relationship you're in. Like, are you settling in that relationship because you're afraid of being on your own or are you willing to choose to take that leap and be on your own and know that that is something that's going to raise your value and raise the bar for the next person that walks in your life, you know, or even like the choices that we make in the grocery store, like are those little purchases that you're making every day, reaffirming that you are worthy of incredible health and nourishment yeah. or are you reaffirming that you're unworthy of you know, the, that, that you're unworthy of being nourished and that your body, your body is something, a vessel that's carrying you through this earth. Like oh, that's it, a nerve striker. That'll strike the nerves. Yeah. That's, I think it like really one. comes down to like all of the decisions that we make every single day for ourselves. And I think that that's probably the most simple way that I could say to cultivate self-worth. Like obviously there's, 
you know, a lot of other things you can do, like, you know, mirror work and, you know, all sorts of things that are sort of like, you know, crack down the layers of like self-love to self-worth. But I also think in terms of self-worth, like another thing that I would say is hugely tied to that is self-acceptance. You know, I think that we can't have um, one, one without the other. And I think that if, you know, sometimes self-love, self-worth seems so far out of the scale. So I would just say, come back to self-acceptance. And once you have self-acceptance, you can have self-worth because when we actually like accept our story, accept the challenges we've faced, accept some of the things that maybe we didn't make the best, we feel to make the best decisions on, accept the path that we've taken, the decisions we've made, all of those sort of things. And like accept the parts of ourselves that maybe we feel are unlovable or we've been told are unlovable. Mm-hmm. Um, when we truly accept those parts of ourselves and come to that place of self-acceptance, I think that's where the self-worth comes into play as well. Yeah, we know we're worthy of more. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that. Oh, this is so juicy. I could just keep talking forever. Have you got another <laughs> All right, my darling. So I'm going to leave it there with all the all the goodness because there's so much in there. I feel like I've just read a cursed Morrison book. Like it's just <laughs> it's maybe that's something that needs to come in 2020. Oh, I think I think maybe that's a possibility. I think you should totally do that. That would be awesome. <laughs> I'd buy it. Yeah. That was actually the first thing that I wanted to do as a, like, as a child, that's my earliest memories. I wanted to be an author. And I remember when I was like three sitting out on my deck at my house. And I remember I used to um, get like, you know, those, um, the paper, like when you're in school and it has the lines to like, let you write it. So I had like the big red line and the two little blue lines. So you could like write in it. I used to have paper like that. And I used to staple them together and I used to create stories. Like, and I remember one I created was like about a chicken that was running a farm and stuff like that. And like, I used to draw illustrations and stuff. It was like all terrible, but it was like beautiful as well. But that was the earliest memory I remember having was being an author. So a book will definitely come in this lifetime, but it will come when it's ready to come. I feel you, babes. I feel you. I'm the same. I was the same. I, I found, actually found when I moved, I found I had like a pink folder and I had pictures of um, Peter Andre and um, Kylie Minogue on the inside. And then I opened it up and I typed up on old, it's, oh, the font is hilarious. It was, um, you might be too young to remember, but when the, those printers that were really old school computers that would take one little line at a time to print out. Um, yep. And it had like the dotted perforated lines down either, either side yes. of the scare them off. My mom had one of those in her office. Yeah, it was those. <clears throat> and it was me writing a story about a unicorn. I saw a unicorn in it and something. I don't know. But, but it was oh, God, oh. so good. We're destined to write these books. It's going to happen in this lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> Now, beautiful girl, what I'd like to do to finish off is ask you five fast and furious questions. Oh, yeah, let's go. To finish, let's do this. To finish. Yeah, I'm ready. I was born ready. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining you standing up now with your, like, your, your guard up. Boobs everywhere. I have the time. I'll be like mind blank on the first question. <laughs> <laughs> I promise then it's not. Fast. You'll pass. Yeah. You'll pass. Yeah. All right. Question number one, my darling, what's next for the beautiful cursed? Oh my God. So many exciting things. So obviously the leap is occurring. So, um, that is as of the start of the year. So fully like flying solo. Um, my second round of core confidence is kicking off on the second 
2020 angel numbers magic um so i'm really excited about that and the women who are already sort of like applying and getting on board and just what was created this time i'm just so excited to like watch that unravel again it was just such an honor and a privilege so that's something that's coming um i have a very exciting announcement coming up around um, my breakfast club events in brisbane and what that will mean in such a more beautiful impactful heart-centered way so I'm i excited. know about this already guys it's a secret <laughs> so I'm excited awesome. to share a little bit more about that and then off to bali for the first time in ever oh, in april wow. um to do my third round of breathwork facilitation so that's sort of how the first chapter of the new year looks for me well that sounds freaking awesome wow mm. that's <laughs> all right question number two how are, uh, or what's one thing about you that is rebelliously unique? Hmm. I think like I was sharing about earlier is just the ability to be myself in any situation and like not like care at all. Like I think I, I met someone um, at a breakfast club event and she saved me in her phone as uh, confidence coach in brackets gives zero fucks. And I think that that is like, I think that that kind of sums it up. Like just that ability to be like, I, you know, I overshare, I say things I probably should. And like, even like when I was, you know, thinking about taking this leap and whether to share that or not, I was like, yeah, like who cares? Like it doesn't make me any less of a coach to say that I'm just stepping into that um, full-time now because I've still been in my business for two years. So, um, you know, I think that I'm just unapologetic about my whole journey. And, you know, my mum always used to like say to me growing up, I was an oversharer, but I think that I just like <laughs> literally will share anything with anybody, like, and probably to like a point of excess. And I think that that just is like, like I said, what you see is what you get. Like if you meet me tomorrow, like you'll, it'll feel like you've known me for like 20 years. <laughs> A beautiful weirdo after my own heart. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, my mum used to always uh, tell me that my preschool teacher used to ask where my off button was. Oh, my where's, God. Hilarious. Where's her off button? She's got that. And they used to get told, you talk a lot, Ingrid. And apparently I used to respond, I don't talk a lot. I just have a lot to say. Oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Beautiful. Question number three. What impact do you want to leave, want to leave on this planet? Oh, my gosh. The biggest thing that I want to step into next year and something that's been on my heart ever since I was in LA was I I would love to be a part of the solution to eliminate homelessness I think that's something that is such mm -hmm. a big desire and burning desire on my heart and um, you know it's something that I definitely plan on getting much more involved in next year and um, you know, working backwards, I guess, to, you know, find, find a solution to how we can prevent it happening in, um, to begin with. But aside from that, I think just, you know, leaving behind a generation of women who are so tapped into how fucking awesome they are. Yes. Oh, yes. I just want to say so much, but I won't because it could go on forever. Question number four. <laughs> <laughs> Question number four. If you could scream one thing, from the rooftops to all the beautiful women out there, what message would it be? Oh, you fucking got this. Yes. <laughs> you fucking got this. I'm just imagining you on a rooftop. Yeah. <laughs> With one of those big megaphones. In my, in my orange see-through bra right now. You fucking got this, guys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, my sweetheart, number five, how can us as the audience and the listeners support you? Oh, beautiful. Um, well. I guess come on over and join the party on Instagram, which is where I spend probably the bulk of my time um, on Facebook as well under my name, but Instagram is at Kirsten Morrison 
underscore. Um, and yeah, someone else already has Kirsten Morrison, um, Devo. Oh, rude. Um, but I know. Um, but yeah, come on over and join the conversation there. Um, and yeah, I think that if anything resonates with you, just like and share and support. I think um, that would be hugely, hugely supportive, I guess. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, the only other thing I could think of is, like I said, I've got my core confidence program launching in 2nd of February. So um, yeah, we'll be going a lot deeper on everything we've jammed on today. So that's sort of the next um, big thing. But yeah, just come over and join the party and connect i will put your instagram handle in the notes my darling so they can access the link or the yes beautiful app. and i've got a free four-step part to unlocking your core confidence as well i'll send you through so you can oh, add that in as well yes, um so you can dive in that perfect for the new year because um part of part of it is also creating a 30-day action plan as well so it might be a perfect oh. kickstarter for the new year that's a that's a great way to start the year rather than the old this year, I'm going to, again, do the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's perfect. If, if yeah. any of what we've said today has resonated or made you go, oh, my God, that's me, then jump on this, guys. Kirst knows her stuff and she's an epic, authentic, in integrity, human who's yes, just lovable. You. And Likewise to you. Oh, thank you, beautiful girl. Thank you, my darling. All right, my love, thank you so much for coming on. I'm so grateful for you. I love you so, so fucking much. Well, same. And I'm so grateful that our paths crossed. I still like distinctly remember like meeting you at Bridge. And I think like the first time I think we had like a proper convo, it was like coming down the stairs, leaving. And I think I was with my mum. And like, I can't remember like what you said, but we were both just like, fuck, like, (laughs) (laughs) what a weekend. Um, (laughs) And just like blown away. Um, but yeah, I'm so grateful that our path has crossed and I love you and I love how fucking real you are and how you, again, like, like you said, like a, a soul, soul linked weirdo, um, and just love seeing you be all of you all of the time. Oh, darling. My heart's racing with glee. Thank you. Beautiful. That's so Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on my darling. This has been such an epic episode. I could seriously carry it on and make it a a two-parter. We might have to do that. We might have to yes. do that. Yes. Come point. back in the new year once we've launched some yeah. of these exciting secrets and have yes. another whole convo like prior to pressing record. <laughs> As we do. As we yeah. do. All right, my darling. And thank you for all the beautiful, beautiful people listening to this. As always, um, share. Share the goodness. Come and stalk us on Instagram. Do all the things. Leave a review. Do the stars. Don't do the stars. Don't leave a review. You can do whatever the fuck you want because it's your choice. But thank you for listening nonetheless. We love you all and have an amazing day, you beautiful rebels. Bye, guys. Hey, guys. It's me, Max, signing off. I'll make make sure you keep your boys healthy and give them five stars and a review. Um, if you don't, I'll hunt you down. Alright, thanks for listening. Bye. Signing off.